Hey everybody, welcome to the Evoke Bike Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Hausler. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. These short 8 to 15 minute podcasts cover a wide range of topics to help you get faster. Whether you're looking to win a national championship, finish Leadville, crush Tulsa Tough, get on a Gravel Worlds podium, or simply drop your friends. If we've never met, I'm the co-founder and president of Evoke Bike. I've been coaching athletes since 2010, and I've trained with power for over 150,000 miles. I've also won three Masters National Championships, but I'm mostly proud of my nearly 100 Pro 1 podiums simply because it shows my consistency in the game and my hunger to get better for not only myself, but the Evoke community, which includes you. If you enjoy these podcasts, please leave us a review on Apple or follow and download the episodes from Spotify. And if you want to take your support to the next level, please click the support link at the bottom of this podcast where your donation will help us pay for everything that helps to keep this free podcast going. Now to the show. Hey, what's up, everybody? So I want to share this podcast that an athlete, actually of Patrick's, reached out after he found some success in some big crits in Georgia, if you know Athens Twilight and Augusta, and he was in the Cat 4 and I think the Amateur Finals. And the last line of this email that he sent me, you know, I post these podcasts that aren't aren't always about just power, aren't always about creating watts. And I can't tell if people, I know people, some people like them. I can't tell if I underdo it, overdo it. And his comment that I should do more made me think, man, maybe I'm not doing enough of these because the mental side, the soft skills, they are so important. And the reason I want to share this email that he sent me is because he points out some things that I know I have done, (laughs) like when you first start going to big regional races and you're thinking, I'm just going to start in the back here, (laughs) which immediately your race is almost over. Um, You got to remember that if you're in a big group, the people that are starting in the back are just self-sabotaging themselves. They're they're not trying to get up front, right? It's starting in the back is a recipe for not doing well. So let me read through this. And I think that there's so many things that I think people can relate to this email. But then also let's talk about some strategies. So you put your best foot forward. This guy did really well and the results shocked himself. And I've said it a million times, allow yourself to surprise yourself. I cannot tell you how many races I've just stood there on the podium like, wow, I can't believe I'm actually here. This is incredible. So believe in yourself, but you got to make some smart choices along the way. So, hey, Brendan, what's going on? Uh, I'm working with Patrick. Patrick has been awesome. I'm having more fun and getting faster than I thought was possible at my age. Anyways, I was on a long ride yesterday and reflecting on my several races this past week and your podcast on the advice that you offer. So I throw out... So I thought I would throw out a possible topic. The topic I have in mind is the importance of belief, confidence, and having a simple, flexible plan for racing. You've definitely covered these things before, for sure, but I think this warrants specific attention. Sorry, this email got way longer than I intended. So I did three crits last weekend, and I'd only done one before in my life and about five non-fondo races. I finished third, eighth, and then I did get pulled on the last one. 
I think my part in these three races was affected more by the belief that I could succeed rather than just fitness and skill. Sure, I made a ton of errors in each race because I'm still learning how to race, so the skill matters. And yes, my fitness is pretty good right now, but I think I would have done even better if I truly believed that I could do it. In Augusta, and this is the first, he kind of sets the stage of the two differences of the races, so stick with me. In Augusta, I looked around and saw a bunch of racers that I knew, so it was easier to create a game plan in my head right before the race that I could more or less execute on, knowing I needed to be flexible. I was comfortable the whole time and felt more or less in control. The watts were flowing, and I probably could have even finished second or third had I been smarter at the end of the race, but oh well, that's racing. Then, at Athens, twilight, I was really nervous. I didn't feel like I knew what I was doing all of a sudden. I was intimidated by the challenging course. I looked around. I saw a ton of people I didn't know. They're all on these fancy bikes, and I got scared. But still, I tried to develop a quick plan to follow, and I knew there were a couple fast wheels ahead of me, so I will stay aggressive throughout, and it actually worked. I maneuvered into the lead group early in the race, and I was one of only 10 people who weren't pulled before the end. I could have finished again had I been smarter, but eighth is still a pretty good result for me. This got me in a spot in the amateur finals, and frankly, I was so nervous that I almost bailed. I thought I didn't belong, and I was just going to be an accident because I was so tense I was going to get dropped immediately. I intentionally started in the back, was on the wrong side when the split happened, and my plan was just to ride a few laps, which is obviously a bad plan. Looking back on it, I definitely could have hung on longer had I been with the main group in the beginning, but I essentially let myself get dropped because I didn't have the confidence that I needed to be there. I'm happy that I started the race, but man, I wish I stuck it out a few laps more in the front. The whole point here is how important the mental game is to cycling. Of course, you need to have fitness and you can have tons of fitness and still not perform if you don't believe. I know the mental aspect of cycling is really important to you, and I think you could dedicate more time on your podcast to this because I think it's not something that most of the other podcasts even talk about. I'm really taken aback at how important this truly is. It's coming to light. Anyway, this got too long. Thanks for all that you guys at Evoke do. I'm really happy to be a part of this. Man, we are so happy to have people like this a part of what we all are doing, and I'm so happy that you listening to the podcast is a part of this. Evoke is not just paid athletes. Evoke is a community that wants to get better. And I totally understand everybody can't or doesn't want a full-time coach, but I still want to hear from you. I still want to know what you're doing. I mean, we are so new in training with power from a science standpoint, from understanding the best ways to get faster, that the more smart people we have talking about it, the better we're all going to get before we die. So, That's the biggest goal for Evoke, is just creating a community of people that want to get faster. Off that soapbox, though, you've heard other podcasts where I've talked about other athletes who have had this nervous energy of feeling like they don't belong, having that imposter syndrome. A lot of us, myself included, I don't want to say all, because I'm sure there's some more confident or cocky people that think they have arrived. And... I think if you approach a race with the humility that there are a lot of fast people there, it can actually transform into a little bit of anxiousness, and that's okay. Just realize that for what it is. Hey, I'm going to a big race. Hey, I'm going to a race with some fast people. I'm a little nervous. I still get the butterflies as I'm getting ready to race. I still you know, am thinking through 
permutations of what might happen in the first portion of a bike race, especially at a big one. You know, what's our team plan? If I'm not racing with, if you know, if it's a local race, it's just me or maybe me and one other person. What's our plan? How, who's there? How are we going to be nimble? Um, but it's okay to be nervous. Just remind yourself you're there. You're the same category. You deserve to be there. And you're, you're there to win. You're not there to, or maybe if, maybe if you go to a race, you don't feel like you can win. You're there to get a top 10. The difference, even if there are 10 really fast people, we know that the race is not going to be one through 10 of the 10 fastest people. The 10 fastest people, you know, someone's going to have a bad day. Another one's going to get on the wrong side of a split. Like you always see hitters and then it's like, oh, wow, that random person got in there because they got in the right move, they survived, and they finished with people who on paper they think they couldn't ride with. I mean, I'm messaging some people here that like Joe Martin, like, yo, freaking great ride. You know, there are some people that I know are having some surprising results. And that is so, that's a fun part of the sport. It's, you're going to be able to surprise yourself. And so you need to believe in yourself. Some people are going to think this stuff is corny. This is what I have just followed. I have always, you know, I've told the bat and kill story too many times. But remember when Brian Cardona leaned over the barriers and said, yo, dude, you've done the work. You are this, you put your shorts on the same as all these other guys. And then four hour late, four hours later, Dave told us saying on the podium, Hey man, I'm really sorry. What team are you? Where are you guys from? I have no idea who you guys are. And I'm like, this is so awesome. You just gotta believe and have confidence in your plan. If you are an athlete that doesn't understand what you're doing and why you're doing it, Maybe you're not, this is too easy to knock a template. Maybe you're knocking a template because there's no one there to guide you. Get your training buddy. Talk about your training. If you have a coach, your coach should be able to explain to you why you're doing what you're doing. Your coach should be commenting on your workouts. Are you executing them? It has come to light that some coaches, athletes who have reached out to me, they say, hey man, you talk about comments in your podcasts. Should my coach be commenting on my workouts? And I want to fall on the floor. Your coach should be commenting on almost all of your rides. Now, the frequency with which they do that will depend on coaches to coaches. But even on, I look at every power file. I look at, and this is not me to pat myself on the back, but I want to explain why you should look at all of your own power files. Because someone could have a recovery ride down. And if I just glance and say, oh, 0.5, whatever, IF, yep, they did it. No, they rode at zone one and sprinted 20 times with their friends. That's not recovery. I look at those and I give people kudos when they go easy, when they're supposed to go easy, because going easy is not always easy to do. You don't have to do a deep dive on every power file, but you should open it and look at it. I, I just, that's what I believe. And I like to cover all the bases with those things. And that doing that is going to reinstill confidence of what you're doing. If any of my athletes are listening to this and you are not confident in your plan, I'm, I have failed you and that you don't know that you should have already reached out. I think everybody, I think every athlete could say, hey, this is what I'm working on and why. There's, there's not an endless number of things that you can work on, but it's when do you work on them? Are you trying to raise your FTP? Are you working more specifically on lactate clearance? Are you working on lactate clearance? Because you can also get a little bit of VO2 max work in there. Maybe you're one of the athletes that needs anaerobic capacity work. Maybe, you know, I don't think there's a ton that need a ton of PMAX sprint work, but I do think some sprinting here and there is good to do. Variety is key.
And then the last thing, having a simple, flexible plan for racing, simple. Keep it simple because a lot of times your plan is going to go out the window and it's not going to go as we want. So be flexible, be nimble. Let's get after it. Um, It is Saturday. Hope you have a great weekend of riding. I'm hoping to mend from this sickness and be back on the bike tomorrow. We will see. Not excited about this. This is dragged on. So with that, maybe I'll do a podcast about it. But yeah, need to get better. Luckily, this has been a rest week and I'm out of town, but not great. Good luck, everybody. Let's get it.